0: You know, I remember back when I was growing up, and I used to watch Saturday morning cartoons all the time, and there was a show that would come on that was one of my favorites. It was called the Justice League. The Justice League, where all the superheroes would gather together to make sure that the world saw justice. The bad guys would go to jail, and the good guys, well, they would be patted on the back and maybe even receive a, I don't know, a cookie or something. There was even the the one particular character, Superman. Superman who could leap over tall buildings in a single bound. He's stronger than a locomotive and faster than a speeding bullet. And he could stare through people with his laser eyes. But he stood for truth, justice, and the American way. See, all that has been rewritten or erased. Leaders understand, leaders know for a fact that justice is not some flippant word to be thrown around. Justice is a word that has meaning. And it is the obligation of those who have influence to see to it that justice is sought and maintained. That's what we're going to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And just in case, I want to make sure that we actually use the definitions of justice. So here's the first one. This is right here on on my phone on Google. Google search. If you just go to the little search box and type in justice definition, you get this. One, just behavior or treatment. Yep. The example, quote, a concern for justice, peace, and genuine respect for people. Similarly, see fairness or fair play. Number two, a judge, magistrate, and a particular judge of the Supreme Court or a country or a state. So that's what justice is to Google. I, I'm, I'm sure if you continue to dig around on Google, you can find some other definitions of justice. But I, I also want to I want to show you that I've, I've done a little more research than that. I, di- I didn't just stop there. I, I In fact, I'm going to show you... This one, this is my uh, 1959 Webster's American Dictionary. You can see the pages are even a little faded right now. But uh, this one says, for a definition of justice, the quality of being just, the principle or practice of dealing justly with others, fairness, administration of law, as a court of justice, a judge or a magistrate, 1959, not a bad definition right there. So this is my 1985 Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, uh, the College Dictionary, fourth edition edition of the new Webster's Dictionary. And this one says under justice, oh wait, that's Jurassic. We don't wanna read that one, that one doesn't matter. Justice, the quality of being righteous, rectitude, number two, impartiality or fairness, Number three, the quality of being right or correct. Number four, sound reason, rightfulness, validity. Number five, reward or penalty as deserved, just deserts. Six, the use of authority and power to uphold what is right, just, or lawful. The personification of this, usually a blindfolded goddess holding the scales and a sword. Seven, the administration of law, procedure of law, or court. Eight, a judge, a justice of the peace. To bring to justice, to cause a wrongdoer to be tried in court and duly punished. To do, to enjoy properly, to do oneself justice. To do something in a manner worthy of one's ability to be fair to oneself. That is a much more in-depth, more detailed definition of the word justice than what's being thrown around today. And when I say thrown around, I mean, we hear justice in so many different ways. We hear criminal justice, we've got civil justice, we've got moral justice, we've got social justice. In fact, social justice was a, a, big, push, a big push behind what happened in all of 2020. A lot of the unrest in the streets, a lot of the changes of our, our national policies based on social justice. But you've got to ask yourself the question, how does that apply to me individually as a leader? What should I do having a better understanding of justice? Is justice simply right behavior, as Google would tell you, just behavior or treatment? Is that it? Is that where it stops? Is that all I need to know about justice? Or is this more detailed definition from our college dictionary more accurate. Because I I honestly think that it demands more of us when we think that justice, when we know that justice, demands that we find what's right. It's not just that I behave in a way that others approve of, that I behave in a way that others would go, hey, you're good, you're cool, meaning mob rule determines my behavior. If I'm approved by everybody, even if it's wrong, just behavior or treatment could easily fall under the category of whatever makes the populace happy. Well, that's a challenge because it means that we haven't found the baseline yet of what is just. Well, it says just behavior or treatment. That's awesome, but now we have to find another definition of what is just. Uh, the older definitions tell us that it's to do what's right, to do what's fair. See, one of one of the Moral standings of our great nation. The American experience, some would call it the American experiment, is based on individual rights, individual liberties, individual responsibilities, and equal treatment under the law. Which means if you break the law, your breaking of the law and my breaking of the law are not treated any differently, regardless of our national origin, our sex, our age, our race, our education, or our religious beliefs up to and including our political beliefs. If two people who live on opposite sides of the street, who have opposite worldviews about their political or religious worldviews, about the kind of job they have, one owns the business, one works in the business, if they both run a stop sign, they both should get the same ticket for the same amount. If they both break into somebody else's car, they should both face the same punishment. That is justice. Equal treatment under the law. When we see injustice is when we see silly stuff, like we've seen in the past with red line districts, where one person can apply for a mortgage, but the other person with the same income, with the same job, with the same education level, with the same opportunities in life, couldn't apply for the job because of the color of their skin. That is not justice. When two people are pulled over for the exact same traffic infraction, and one is treated differently than the other, that is not justice. When two people stand before a judge and based on their political beliefs, one, the book is thrown at them, they're held in jail for years or days or months with no explanation for why they're there or no chance to get out and others conduct the same behavior and they get a different treatment based on political abuse. That's not justice. If one religious organization is allowed to continue to meet through the course of a pandemic and another organization is not, again, that's not justice. It's not justice when two different people from two different walks of life with two different backgrounds and two different belief systems are treated completely different because of those backgrounds or belief systems. That isn't justice. Justice means equal treatment under the law. It means fairness. It means equality. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that because you're treated fairly, that your behavior is going to be modified. No, that that doesn't always happen. I, as a kid, know that growing up, I did stupid stuff that I got caught and I got a whooping for. And my sister got caught doing the same thing and she got a whooping for. Staying up late, getting out of her bed, stealing snacks in the middle of the night. You get a whooping for that when I was a kid. Now you might get time out, or they might actually just move the snacks into your bedroom these days. It's hard to tell. They give you an iPad so you can order DoorDash and have the snacks delivered directly to you straight from Wendy's at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm off on a tangent. But justice says that if you do the same thing that I did, and I get a whooping, and you get a whooping, then we move on, right? The difference is my sister would get a whooping, and that'd be the end of it. She wanted no more of that. I'm not getting out of bed again. I'm not getting up in the middle of the night. I'm not stealing snacks. It ain't going to happen. Me, the next night, here I am getting a whooping again. Why? Because I'm up at 2 in the morning stealing snacks. And the next night, and the next night, and the next night. Why? Because I like snacks more than I worry about whoopings. It's probably evident these many years later. The reality is, though, there are a lot of people who think that justice means to remove the penalty from those who consist in bad behavior. In fact, there are a lot of people who would tell you straight up, I'm, I'm working on reading a book right now. I'm having a really hard time getting through it, but I'm committed to reading it because I want to understand uh, in this book, the individual who wrote the book, and I'll tell you more about it later as I continue to study it. I don't want to speak at a turn, but as I, as I continue to read this book, I keep finding that there are some declarations made about injustice and how the presumption of the injustice is solely based on the race of the individual. In fact, he would say that if two people got pulled over for a parking ticket, or pulled over for a speeding ticket, or ran a red light, or stole something from a store, that because of the color of their skin, one should be treated differently. Well, that's racism. That's not justice. Because of their background, because of their education level, because of their religious views, because of their political views or their skin color, Treating them differently is not justice based on those things. That's discrimination. What should happen is that they get treated equally. Now, I don't care if you're white, green, or polka dotted or striped. If you break the law, there's a penalty for that. Some people pay that penalty by writing a check. They pay the fine. They move on. They learn their lesson. They never break that law again. They get a speeding ticket. They forget to get the car registered. They got a broken taillight. They get pulled over. There's nothing else going on except that they pay the ticket, they move on with their life. And like my sister, they learn their lesson and that's the end of the story. Others have a broken taillight, but when they get pulled over, they get an attitude. And then they find out they got XYZ in their car that they're not supposed to have. And suddenly it becomes about race, not about their behavior. You see where I'm at? See, it's not justice to say that they should get away with everything, that they should only get the ticket for the taillight if all these other things are going on in their life. And again, I don't care what your background or your color is or your, your skin tone or your religious or ethnic or political or nationality background. I don't care about those things. Here's what I know. If you get pulled over because your taillight is out and the only thing going on wrong in your day, in your car, in your little circle of friends, is that you got a broken tail light, chances are you're going to get a ticket for a broken taillight. You're going to have to fix the taillight, pay the fine, pay the court cost, and move on down the road. But if you get pulled over for the same broken taillight and you got weed in your car and weapons in your car, and you got stuff in your car that just came from the store down the road that just called the police and said, somebody walked out with that stuff, chances are you're not just gonna get a ticket for a broken taillight, nor should you. That wouldn't be justice. Now, as a leader, one of our challenges is that we have people who have a perception of justice that Basically says, I, I, I'm, I'm doing a good thing. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not doing something wrong per se because you didn't catch me doing that, and so I'm not guilty of that until you catch me doing that. We all know that person who, they surf the clock a little bit, right? They clock in a little early, but they're not really working yet. They clock out a little bit late, but they've already quit working thirty minutes earlier. Uh, they take a smoke break or a bathroom break or a, a personal time break, and it goes from five minutes to 15 to 30 to 45 minutes, but they're still on the clock. They take a lunch break, but they don't clock out when they go put their food in the microwave or or they go to the kitchen to get ready to, or when they order their food, they don't clock out for that. They clock out the minute they put the fork in the food and they clock back in the minute they take the last bite. And you see where I'm going? See, it's not justice for that person to say, I expect the same paycheck, the same pay raises, the same opportunities, the same new job Uh, openings that are available to other people because a lot of times those job openings, those opportunities, those pay raises, those promotions, no, they're based on merit. They're based on effort. They're based on diligence. They're based on all of the aspects that make you a good worker. Here's one for you. Work ethic. Now, maybe you don't know it, but some of the stuff floating around around the last election this week, the, the one that just happened like a couple of days ago in this week, Uh, One of the gubernatorial candidates in Virginia said, that kind of stuff's not being taught in our schools. But the evidence was brought out that the actual manual for the teachers said, quote, don't teach things like work ethic because those are white supremacy, hierarchical problems in our school system. Don't teach work ethic. Okay, if you're a leader, If you run a business, if you hire people, whether they're contractors or long-term employees, you know that work ethic is of utmost importance. Nobody wants to pay somebody who's not going to work. You don't want the guy to come mow your yard, who's going to pull up in front of your house, throw the lawnmower out, pull out a lawn chair, and grab a glass of tea. Why would you pay him to come? You don't want the lady who's going to say, I'm coming to clean your house, to come and clean your house if she's not going to actually clean your house, but instead walks in the front door and dumps garbage in the ground. I know these are grotesque, exaggerated illustrations, but ask anybody who's hiring today. And if you can get people to actually show up to work today, then you also know that getting them to do work while they're there is a very complicated process. It takes a lot of effort. So where does justice come in with that? Well, justice says equal treatment. Justice says fairness. It says I do what's right. I'm not going to treat you differently because of the way you look. I'm not going to treat you differently because of your background, because of the things that you can't avoid. Now, I might treat you differently if I'm hiring someone with a master's degree versus someone who doesn't have a master's degree. I'm going to want to see some work experience for that non-degree person to say, show me that you're competent at the job. Prove to me that you can fulfill this role and all of its obligations. Now, I say that knowing that I have been told multiple times throughout my life, that because I don't have a specific degree, because I don't have one at all, that I don't qualify for the job. I can also tell you in a Fortune 50 company, three different times I was promoted to a position that required a degree, but it also required a VP of HR override to hire me into that position because the hiring manager said, not only am I thoroughly convinced the individual can do the job, but he's proved to be competent at those tasks multiple times in previous jobs that he wasn't getting paid for. He was just good at doing them. If the job requires a master's degree, but you're good at the job, justice says, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do the job. I'm going to give you the greatest opportunity that I can to fail, to prove me wrong. It also says, just because you have a master's degree, if you've got a bad attitude, just because you have a master's degree, if you're not competent at the job, just because you have the degree doesn't guarantee you're going to get the job. That's not justice either. You follow me? I know this is complicated. But see, here's the other thing that I know. Good leaders not only know what justice means, that it's equal treatment, that it's doing the fair thing, that it understands that there is a right and there is a wrong and staying on the right side of those decisions. It means treating people with equality. It means giving everybody a fair shake. It also means that reward and punishment are equally distributed to those who have earned them. Those who have earned reward? they get them equally those who have earned punishment or discipline they get them equally that's justice we also know that the good leaders need to understand compassion and compassion says i know what you deserve and it's my option to withhold whether it's the reward or it's the punishment compassion says i understand what you're going through An example might be somebody who missed work for four days who didn't call in because they were in a car accident. Well, you don't just fire people who didn't call in and didn't show up when there are mitigating circumstances. You might ask them, why weren't you here? Well, I wasn't here because I had a car accident. My phone was destroyed in the accident. I've been in the ER and ICU for four days, and this is the first time that I've been able to use a hospital phone to call you or to have somebody from my family do it. Everybody was focused on keeping me alive Nobody was worried about my job until I was alive. But now that I'm alive, I do want my job back. I will be released by the doctors on this date. Compassion says, while the policy may be fire somebody who doesn't show up and doesn't call, compassion says, I get it. We can excuse this one. Now, that doesn't change justice. That doesn't change the baseline of what's right and what's wrong. That doesn't change morality. And those kinds of exceptions should be made based on the circumstances, not the skin color, not the education, not the religious background. Those exceptions should be made based on a case-by-case situational basis. With compassion, justice isn't always getting revenge or getting even. Justice isn't always discipline. Good leaders know that. Good leaders know that there is a meaning to the word justice, but it's not just a definition. There's a reason that justice is important. There's a reason that humanity requires us to treat people with equality, to treat people fairly, to treat people justly. It's because there is a law higher than the law that man has written. There is a law of nature that says when things are out of homostasis, they fall apart. They destroy themselves. They self-destruct. A good example, if, if you take the Sahara Desert, or you take a safari wild South African or a Brazilian rainforest, those ecological economies, they have their own cycle where predators will devour the prey, but they can never devour enough. Here's an example. Why do you think lions marry for life and reproduce four or five at a time, but bunny rabbits, they'll have literally thousands of offspring? Why do you think that is? Because lions eat bunny rabbits. Is it unjust for lions to eat bunny rabbits? No, but that's the reason there are so many bunny rabbits. Because the natural order of of life has determined that if they didn't repopulate at an expedient rate, they would become extinct. Look at the kinds of animals, mammals, fish, that live for hundreds of years. Good example, the sea turtle sea turtles can be hundreds of years old. What is their primary prey? Hmm. Yeah, algae and tiny little fish. Tiny little fish that multiply by the gazillions. Yeah, and what is their primary predator? Well, there's not a lot of them, because only a great whale or a, a beluga whale could actually get them in their mouth, but they don't care to eat them because they're hard and crunchy. <laughs> I don't know why they don't need them, but I'm just speculating. I do know that they live to be hundreds of years because there's not a whole lot of things that choose to eat them. And what they choose to eat is there in multitude. That's justice. You might think it's not fair that bunny rabbits get eaten by lions. You might think it's not fair that little tiny fish get eaten by turtles. But that's the way the natural order of things has been set up. Now, i'll let you play around in your own mind as you extrapolate what that means in our societies what that means in our western culture has it has impacted the world but i can tell you this there are those who want to manipulate the system so that there are more long-lasting sea turtles and less of everything else so that they can be the dominant species they want to be the lions they want to eat everything on the on the earth including the hyenas, including the tigers, including every other predator that might take their dominance. And if you get in their way, you will be devoured. It's just reality. Go watch some of those videos where the crocodile and the panther get into a fight. Pretty fascinating stuff. Is that justice? Hmm. See, as a leader, you've got to be able to discern that because you will have people in your organization who go at each other like a panther and an alligator. You will have people in your organization that see themselves as the lions and everybody else as the bunnies. You will have people in your organization who see themselves as the sea turtle. They just want to stay around for a long time. And so they're going to kind of just go with the flow, go with the wave, stay out of the way, eat the tiny little fish that nobody's going to miss and keep plugging along. Sometimes those are great people to have in your organization. Sometimes they become the administrators that can bring you down because they've been there longer than you have as the leader. And that becomes a threat of a whole different kind. I want to wrap this up by saying, as leaders, we've got to be responsible to not only know the word and the definition of the word justice, but the meaning of it and the application of it. We've got to be able to apply it fairly across the board, but also with compassion. And if you can't do that as a leader, you should probably step back and do some more homework study human relationships a little more, learn a little more about EQ, and then dive in again. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.